Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? This is BC. Welcome back to another episode of Supreme Being. I'm a little bit behind uh, with the schedules, actually, that I've uploaded. Um, I've shot a few that are interviews, and I'm going to be uploading them soon. So be patient for that. I may be upping my episodes from two to three a week very soon and make that a permanent change. But stay tuned because I know I've been back and forth about that, right? Because I'm juggling so many other things. But shout out to Team BC, the real estate team and investment division. If you guys are interested, reach out to me or one of my leaders. If you're a consumer, we can help you as well, right? Uh, buy, sell, invest in real estate. Reach out to myself or any one of my members. You can also go to teambcsold.com. Also, shout out to Modern Success, my coaching program, and everything else. In addition, My Voice Will Go With You is another event I'm doing that begins tomorrow and Saturday. It will be recorded and I'm doing it in person and online for all those things and more. Go to briancasella.com to check it out. All right, let's begin. This is something that I think is obvious, yet a lot of people forget this or they don't really use their attention units to make sure that this dynamic in their life is handled correctly. I don't know if you guys, this is a good mic, but I don't know if you can hear there's a, a rooster in front of my house, cockadoodle doing, uh, and they do it all the time, right? My, my neighborhood attracts a lot of animals. I have a peacock come every morning and show its feathers and say hi to me. But um, I always wonder if you guys can hear it through the mic because the sure mic is really good at only picking up my voice and not the outside, outside sound. So if you can, uh, let me know. Anyways, this dynamic, right? And what I mean by it is this, right? As much as possible in your life, when I have been preaching for the last eight, nine, 10 years that I've been producing on social media and doing other things, whether it's said directly or indirectly, I'm one to preach and emphasize for the individual that listens to me, regardless of what background you come from, if you're in the business world or sales world or not, real estate, it doesn't matter. I am one that emphasizes to the individual, you must master and focus on self-reliance, meaning you, the individual, you get to the point where as much as possible, the necessity for you to rely on something or someone outside of you is extremely reduced. And anything that would be a complement to your existence, a partnership, a friendship, right? Any kind of relationship, anything that you do, it's never a crutch. You don't rely on it. It's simply an addition or partnership or complement to you, your existence in your life. Okay. Now, if that was too much, a little bit too out there, this is what I mean by it, right? Let's say I'm an individual and I'm going to start building the foundation of my life, right? And let's start first with finances. That's a very hot topic right now and it will be forever. Okay. Let's say that I only have one source of income. Okay. Now, your job, let's say that job gets taken away financially, you're screwed, unless, of course, you've prepared and done things behind the scenes. But I'm just speaking in general something or someone outside of your control can pull the plug on that and you're screwed, okay? Now, that's more generally speaking. Let's give some other examples that are more personal to people that um, maybe are not so extreme, all right? Let's say you rely on somebody to give you money or they, they, they hook you up, right? They give you 500 bucks a month, a thousand bucks a month, a couple hundred bucks a month to handle X, Y, Z, right? Now, what do we do and why am I bringing up this dynamic? Well, what happens is that person will rely on that individual or thing or company, all right, fill in the blank, to provide them that money, all right? Now, what happens is the foundation is built with that reliance on that one thing, meaning everything stacked on top of it relies on that person or thing coming through, 
So if that person then pays for the food, their bills, gives money to other people, right? Their children, so on and so forth. And other things are stacked on top of it. What happens if at the root, you rip that source of income that gives them the money? Everything else comes tumbling down. The one domino falls over that knocks the rest of them, the rest of them over, right? And that can be extremely, extremely devastating to you, right? Set you back. You could have been preparing things, right? Putting yourself in a better position, Right? And this tends to happen a lot in people's lives and is one of those underlying issues, I think, that goes unnoticed as to why people can't seem to get ahead in their life in any category, but in particular finances. Right? This is why on a general you know, level, you hear people push multiple streams of income and all that because this underlying issue is really what they don't understand at that level. Right? They think, oh, you lose your job. Well, why is it losing your job is so bad? Well, you're relying on it and everything is built off of that. Right. And when everything is built on that one foundation and you don't have it split and that's out of your control, you're screwed. So by me diversifying, as an example, to give you a a general better viewpoint and understanding and illustration of what I'm saying, if I have multiple streams of income and they are all under my control, I am minimizing. Right. Because even if something outside of my control, like a natural disaster happens that affects some of my income, I'm so diversified and have so many streams of income and my foundation is so well built and split with so many reinforcements, we can say, if we're talking about a building, that if one reinforcement gets taken out, it's still there and I can go in and fix that reinforcement. If it's built on one pole or one block and something or someone comes and chops off that block, guess what? My whole house falls down and sinks. And then I'm screwed. I have to probably disassemble it and reconstruct it, which takes time and money and taking a step back, right? Which is a position that a lot of people willingly put themselves in all the time, whether that's emotional support from people, finances, they rely too much on a particular relationship to hook them up with a lot of stuff, right? This goes deep, ladies and gentlemen. You don't realize how deeply this is rooted into your life and how because you rely on so many things and people and individuals and and, and items and even made up constructs outside of you, right? Like people who say things such as this, this may ruffle some feathers, right? But when they say statements like YOLO, you only have one life, or I'm leaving it in God's hands, right? Understand that any iteration of that, by the way, you know, if you're religious, cool, that's your choice, right? You have that freedom, but understand what's happening. The presupposition behind any of those words, all of those are, are very similar in the sense that, Hey, the responsibility, right, does not fall on me 100%, meaning I don't have control to a degree, varying degree, right, if we're going to say that, okay? Now, again, if you live by that, a lot of the information that I give and a lot of the principles and beliefs that I live by, it will be that much more difficult for you to really apply them, understand them, and then actually get something out of. Why? Because the the deep root and foundation behind any information that I would give you or somebody else would give you is not applicable if that is one of your core foundational beliefs and philosophies, right? So whether it is a a very religious person who's, who's devoted or not, right? A lot of those sayings fall under that same kind of thing that same foundational principle, where if I say, no, you need to be self-reliant and have control, or that clashes on a philosophical level with them. So they're either going to have to make a choice 
and say, you know what, I'm going to go with what Ryan said or what someone else said, or you know what, no, I'm sticking with my belief, which is totally fine. But you have to understand what your foundation is to then see what your options are and what you can do. Because remember, I've said this for years, whenever you have conflicting ideals in your mind, you're stuck as a human being. And this is what the perpetual, we can say, existence of most human beings is. They have a lot of conflicting ideas and concepts in their mind, and then they wonder why they can't get ahead or do what they're going to do. Right, And this is why more in detail, I save these types of subjects and teachings and, and foundational things and, and schoolings right, to give people like 20 steps to apply this or change their mind for my coaching because this goes at so many levels. I can't come on a 15 or 20 minute podcast and give people the complete breakdown, right? But you also have to have a level of mental maturity to understand the point that I just made, but this whole concept as a whole. Because what happens? We begin to clash with our nature, the nature of the human mind, the subconscious and the conscious mind and our construct of logic, reason, how we perceive the world and all that is one piece of this, right? That is what it is. And we've been researching it and attempting to understand it. It's been talked about in ancient you know, times for thousands of years. So this is something that we may not have all the information on, but as a general thing, we understand. Now, what comes in that conflicts with that is the general consensus that we're told and the societal norms and quotes, which change. Okay. Let me give you an example. It's cool now to be spiritual. Maybe 100, 150, 200 years ago, you would be burned alive and you'd be called a witch if you had spiritual beliefs that deviated from the traditional religious things that were pushed on people or accepted, right? We'll use that word to be a little bit more neutral. The accepted religious principles, anything outside of that, you were a heretic, right? Right now, Generally speaking, we can say other, um, what would be the proper word for it, right? Other styles or, or a varied way of living outside of the traditional man and woman getting married in relationship, right? Now you have gay, lesbian, trans, like all these other things, right? Again, they can freely live in society now, no problem, right? Will there be extremists that get mad at them? Sure. But generally speaking, most people like me, although we're not raving fans of all that, we say, hey, you're a human being. You have every right to live how you want. If that's how you want to live, Absolutely. Go for it. You have my vote of confidence, right? Again, 50, 100 years ago, uh, gay people were being hung up on trees. And, and again, the societal notion was they're less than human, kill them. So what society tells us doesn't necessarily mean uh, it's the right thing to do or what's correct. Okay. I'm using these general examples. So you get the connection I'm making here. Okay. So you're going to have one of these old esoteric understandings, and it's going to clash with what's right and what's wrong. That's what's causing a lot of people to be stuck, right? Think about the classic example of you wanting to run your own business and be an entrepreneur. It clashes with the standard narrative that you need to be a good little boy or girl, graduate high school, go to college, get a degree, which then equals the good job. Then you can live your life, right? The generally accepted thing is from there. You find a partner, you get married, you have kids, you have the white picket fence, and that's the life that you're supposed to ride off into the sunset with, right? Again, you've been fed that your whole life. So even if you don't want to live that, you conflict because what you really want to do, the true nature of you, your creativity, your individuality is coming out. Now it's clashing with that. So you're stuck in the middle where, okay, well, I have to please my parents, but no, I got to do this. And now you're this mess. And this is what's causing suffering in most people, right? So when it comes to this topic of, 
hey, don't put all your eggs in one basket or you can't just be reliant. Well, it comes in because as an example, the first one that I gave you that conflicts with societal norm is, let's say somebody is giving you money. Your mind tells you, I can't rely on this. But at the same time, you're like, well, so-and-so is a good person and they're my cousin, their family. They're supposed to give me money. They should give me money, right? But you're denying human nature that, hey, if so-and-so has to feed themselves and their family, and in that case, that instance, that month, that day, they can't give you money because they have to put themselves first, what will you do? You'll shame them, right? The societal norm. Well, you're supposed to do the right thing and this and that, right? But the dude says, hey, I need to eat. I'm giving you money because I could. Right now, I can't. So I'm going to choose me and my family over yours because, hey, I have a priority, which is myself and my family, my own survival, which, again, that coincides with human nature, of course. There's nothing wrong with that. But then society will say that's wrong. So this dynamic causes people to be at a crossroads where they want to go one way, but they're being pulled another, right? And this is where you need to take back control of your thought process because when you begin to um, clean up the software in your mind and you begin to think a little bit differently and more from logic versus reason, like as an example, the term that gets thrown around a lot that causes controversy because people don't explain this thing correctly is this whole thing with order and chaos, right? Because classically, especially in ancient literatures, they classify order as a male energy and chaos is a female energy. And, and this is where people mess up. Order and chaos, before human beings defined it and gave it these labels, neither of those dynamics are, again, independently good or bad or positive or negative. Those are definitions that we gave them, just like creation and destruction. They're two necessary forces in this universe. Not One is not, oh, that one's good and that one's bad. No. Before, or before creation, there's destruction. And then creation presupposes there's going to be a destruction of it, right? Neither is good nor bad. Same thing with order or chaos. Order, we can say, is contained. And we can say that's more logic, you know, reasoning, right? You're deducing things. You're under control. Chaos is, is spread out, right? There's like lack of control, which is really what chaos is. So that's why we can say that's more emotional, right? What do we tend to do when we're emotional? We're more erratic. We're less controlled, right? We're not using our logic and reason, which is where these associations come from. Again, not good or bad. This is where, again, we get in the way of having a true understanding of these things from an objective standpoint. So it's the same thing with this topic that would be deemed as you need to be self-reliant because I know we're social creatures and we want to have relationships and stuff. But at the end of the day, if we're thinking self-preservation and advancement of you and the betterment of you that then helps everybody else even more, this makes a lot more sense. So this is why you need to make sure that as much as possible, again, who knows if you can ever reach this 100%. Maybe you can mentally, but maybe in the external, probably not, where if something else or someone else screws you over or something comes tumbling down, it doesn't destroy you at your foundation, right? I don't rely on anybody else for money. I don't have one stream of income, right? My relationships are close-knit and tight, but even if somebody does screw me over in a friendship or a business partnership, it's not going to ruin me because I've put measures in place and put myself in the position to where I'm autonomous. I am good. And this is what you need to do right? The same measure can be said to relationships. Other people don't complete you. Someone else isn't your better half. You better be whole on your own. Two holes together is amazing. Two halves together, not good.
right? Again, another socially accepted thing. Even the statements, when you say them, even if you say them innocently, you're making them true by saying them. They're silly. I don't want a half person next to me. So if I say someone's my better half, like that, that's dumb. That means I'm no good. And without them, I'm less. No, I'm whole without you. Together, we make each other better. However, by myself, I'm whole. I don't need you. Oh, but that's controversial. Why? Everything I'm saying is rooted in logic. Now, if somebody wants to refute that and have a debate, okay, I'm open to it. As long as it doesn't turn into the classic shit that I see nowadays where people just scream and shout and, 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 and spew emotional garbage. But there's no, you get what I'm saying? There's logic and reason behind that. Of course, two wholes are better than two halves. If you combine them, I mean, uh, math, right? So when you look at your situation, look in your life right now, what are you absolutely relying on? It could be coffee. I don't know. It could be a person. It could be money from one source. I don't know. A government check. You need to look at that because if you were to cut that, map out for yourself the consequences so you can see that you're one step away, one crisis away from having everything that you've built or you want to build in the future fall apart and put you behind. You need to be tactical. Certain terms and books come to mind like the art of war, right? You're prepared for any one of these things to happen, but you need to have things set in place. Even with technology, man, technology puts things out of sight, out of mind. You put something on auto pay and then I've had it happen to me where it shuts off and I don't even have a notice of it. And then a payment is late and that docks your credit. And then I have to fight it. Now that happened to me recently, a couple months ago, and I won the case, but unnecessary drama. Why? I should have put somebody in place or me myself at least once a month looked in there to make sure everything is in order. Why? I relied 100% on something else. And then I stepped away and I didn't at least check it. And by doing that, I was penalized. You see? So at every level, micro, macro, this is something you really need to look at. So many people are so reliant on other things and other people. Like So many people are so reliant and addicted to their phones now. And they're not even people who create or use the phone to make money. They just consume. That if you take their phone away from them, imagine kids that are addicted to using their phones and their tablets. They will have a tantrum and rebel not having their phone for a couple hours or a day, or you have to shut it off at nine and you go to sleep at 10. Oh, but I don't, dude, that's not normal. That's a problem. That's a problem. Think about people that have enablers around them that keep them sick because if they get better, they're not going to get that love and attention that they think they're not otherwise going to get. Those people around them now become enablers and they're reliant on that shot of positive emotion that they get from those people and they stay sick and they don't get better. This is an issue at every level. I can give you a million examples, but for you, again, I don't know if I can cure the world, right? I get so damn censored. My message doesn't even get out that much. And my main YouTube channel got 200,000 subscribers, but that's small in the scheme of things. But these are the, the mental concepts that need to be discussed more at this level and deeper for people to get. This can be and is a problem right now. So for you, fix it. See, where do I have these attachments that, again, if the other side of it does something wrong or they slip, it's going to be devastating for me. And you need to put measures in place and eventually get rid of it. Get rid of it. You're never going to see me depend on anything or anyone 100% to where I would be like, uh-oh, if they screw me over, oh, if the market crashes, I'm done. Or, oh, if this happens, if this person leaves me, I'm screwed. Never. Because 
I'm too smart for that. I'm too strategic for that. Now, if you're in a position where you might say, well, there's a couple of things that I just can't right now. Great. We'll work and do what you need to do to put the things in place. So sooner rather than later, that now doesn't become devastating. In the meantime, lower, demagnify the devastation that that thing being cut out, if it just left person thing, whatever, demagnify the amount of effect that it would have at you. So at least it goes from devastating to now, okay, it would be a problem, but okay. In a couple of weeks, you can readjust, not a problem. Start with that. Then eventually start snipping these things. Why? This gives you full autonomy at the mental level. When you do this at the mental level on the physical plane as well, with your finances, your relationships and everything else. And it makes you more effective, more whole and better as an individual, which is the key for all of this stuff. That's the number one gift I've gotten from doing everything I've done. Studied, becoming a millionaire, making more than seven figures a year, buying nine properties and all the fancy shit that I never really talk about. I become better. Me. I become more whole and I can serve myself, the people around me and the world better and at a higher level because I have improved and became better as an individual. I don't rely on anything or anyone outside of me. I don't. If someone is next to me, it's by choice. It's complimenting what I'm doing and I'm complimenting them. There's no absolute need there to where if they cut me off, (gasps) devastating, Uh uh-uh, no way. By design, you need to build your life, your thought process and everything by your own design, not someone else. Because the more you rely on things outside of you, the more that devastation and ruin is around the corner. And the worst part is without you even realizing it because you're not thinking about it. Okay. Now I know this episode might've been a little bit all over the place and might require you to listen to it two or three times to really get it. But this is something that you really need to focus on. This is one of the top, probably 10 things that has revolutionized my existence in my life is this topic. Okay. Appreciate you guys listening. Highly recommend, especially with the thought process and mental concept, something I'm probably going to cover, um, being able to see things that you're not aware of at my event, my voice will go with you. Also, you know, NLP, hypnosis, language stuff, sales stuff. I mean, all the, all the classic stuff, just very, very much so in depth because it's going to be about six hours, three hours Friday and three hours Saturday. Highly recommend you check that out. My coaching and everything else on briancasella.com. That's it for this episode. Shout out to Team BC, the family. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.